Shalom to all. Today we're going to be learning Mishnah Shabbos, Parak Tez Zayin, Mishnah Ches, and Parak Yud Zayin, Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnah Shabbos, we learned Bishos of Shlomi Zalman, Vizugas, Amar Asiyat, Vichoyetz Chalatzeim. They should be given with us. Sachat Salachan Siyat Neshmaya, Good Health Parnasa B'Shafan, Kol Tov Sela, and Bishos Estobas Rachel. She should be zeichet to find to receive a kagon bekar of mamish. Now, two Mishnahs ago, we had mentioned a non-Jew coming to extinguish a fire on Shabbos and when that's permitted and when it's not. And now, in this Mishnah, we continue talking about a non-Jew doing malacha on Shabbos and whether or not a Yid is allowed to benefit from it. The Mishnah says, "Nachish hid like a saner, a non-Jew lit a flame, he lit a candle or a lamp. Mishdamish l'ayir Yisrael, a Yisrael, a Yid is allowed to use that lamp. However, vim b'shvil Yisrael, if the non-Jew lit it for the Yid." Usser, so then it's usser for the yid to use it. We see that if a non-Jew does malacha for himself on Shabbos, so a yid's allowed to benefit from it. But if he does it for the yid, even though the yid didn't tell him to do it, it's usser for him to benefit from that malacha. The Mishnah continues with more examples. The non-Jew filled up water from a well on Shabbos to water his animal, which means to give his animal water to drink. A yid is allowed to use leftover water for his animal. But if he did it for a yid, usser, it's usser for the yid to use it. And over here, we're talking about a well, which is in Rosh Hashanah. The well is considered Rosh and so it's usher to take water from the well, which is Rosh Hashanah, and bring it into the Rosh Hashanah. So if the guy did it for himself and there happened to be leftover water, the Yid's allowed to use it. Another example, also guy Kevish by The guy made a ramp for himself to descend, to disembark from the ship. So Yaradach of Yisrael, a Yid is allowed to descend after him, he's allowed to use that same ramp. But in Bishvel Yisrael, if he made it for the Yid, usher, so it's usher for the Yid to use it. And my Sarem Gamaliel's Kanim is a story of Gamaliel and this Kanim, Sha'ubai and Bisfina, they were coming on a ship. But also guy Kevish by and a guy made a ramp in order to descend from the ship with it. We are the way Ramah Gamliel has Kenim and Ramah Gamliel has Kenim. They descended from the ship with the same ramp. And now we're going to Parak Yod Zion. So we begin this Parak discussing Mukta. Now although we already know what Mukta is in the sense of don't touch it, it's Mukta, let's delve a bit deeper into this topic. Now the Rambam writes as follows that the Chamim Asr moving certain objects on Shabbos. And why so? That's because we know the Pasuk says Im Tashiv Mishabas Raglecha and the Pasuk includes Vidabar Davar. And Chazal teach us that Vidabar Davar is instruction that one's Dibur, their speech on Shabbos, should be different than during the week. Now where there's a classic Yiddish expression, Nishtaf Shabbos Garet. We don't talk about these things on Shabbos. Well, if that's so, says the Rambam, then most definitely one should not use and move around items like he does during the week. And there's multiple reasons giving for what exactly the issue is. One suggestion is because if one uses Kalim like he does during the week, it turns out that weekday and Shabbos are no different, and he wasn't Mekayim the Pasuk of Laman Yanuach. Another explanation is that one might end up doing something usher with this Kli. And there's other suggestions as well. Now, there are different levels of Mukta, as we're going to be seeing throughout this parak. There's something called Kli Shemlachli Laheter, a Kli that its normal Malacha is something completely permitted. For example, a cup, fork, knife, bowl, spoon, something like that. A klishim lachlila iser is a kli that its normal usage is something usser. For example, a hammer, a hammer is used for building. You're not allowed to build on Shabbos. There's a type of muktzah called muktzah machmas chesron kis. Muktzah because one might lose money, such as something very expensive. There's also something called muktzah machmas gufai and muktzah machmas mias. A number of these are subject to machlaikas. When are we allowed to use them? How are we allowed to use them? And we're going to see this throughout the Mishnayas. So Mishnah Aleph says, Call a kalim nitalim b'shabes, vid dalsay sayani mahen. All kalim are allowed to be moved on Shabbos, and their doors are allowed to be moved with them. What does that mean, a kali with a door? So this could be a box or a chest or a closet that has a door attached to it. So not only is this kali allowed to be moved, but the door or the lid to it is allowed to be moved as well. And that's afal pishan isbarku b'Shabbos. Even if the door or the lid got detached from this kali on Shabbos, one's still allowed to move it around on Shabbos, and it doesn't become mukta. She'ein on daimil The doors to these kalim are not like the door to a house. Lefi she'ein on The door of a house is not allowed to be moved 
removed on Shabbos, if it was detached from the house, that's because it's not menamuchan. It's not prepared for such a usage. A door for a house is meant to be exactly that, a door for a house, and it's not meant to be used as something else. Whereas a door for one of these kalim, a box, a chest, or something like that, it is considered menamuchan. It is usable, even though it's not attached to it. And therefore, even if it got detached on Shabbos, it doesn't take on a status of mukta, and it's allowed to be moved on Shabbos. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Beis and Gimel, continuing to talk about mukta. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.